Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 131. There might be a little bit of adjustment in terms of volume and how things sound, because I am on my new laptop. Hooray! I will talk all about the new laptop in the second section. It was actually a decent amount cheaper than I had expected. I had put into my budget a bunch of money for tax. It actually did not have any tax. So it was about 150 less than I thought. So that will go back into my budget for various things, one of which was The Wolf Among Us. As expected, though, the price does get you all five chapters, but only one chapter is out. But I talk all about that in the first section. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. The Wolf Among Us is a graphic adventure in the old-school point-and-click style. It is just like the Walking Dead game, if you played that recently. Both are made by the same maker, which is Telltale Games. It has that same sort of animated comic look and feel to it. It is based on the Fables series, which was released by Vertigo, and it's been running for 11 years now and has... 134 comics out, according to the wiki page. May or may not be totally current. The world is basically a modern world with fairy tale characters living in it. Though from the tech I've seen in the first episode, it seems kind of more like the 70s than 100% modern. It is set in New York, and the visual style seems very sort of 80s. At nighttime, there's a lot of dark areas, and there's areas lit by neon signs. And during the daytime, it has sort of a grungy grittiness that's sort of everywhere. You play Big B Wolf, which is spelled B-I-G-B-Y. Though many times when the characters say it, it sounds like Big B, spelled B-I-G space B, which is kind of implied to be short for Big Bad Wolf, which is basically the character he is or I suppose more accurately, was. And I'm sure that was done intentionally by the writers. You are the sheriff of what is called Fable Town, which isn't so much a physical location, though I guess it did start in this one area in New York. But several characters have been stated to have moved away from the area, yet they are still considered part of Fable Town. So it's more of a, I guess, philosophical distinction than physical, boundary-based. But as the sheriff, you seem to be sort of a cross between a traditional detective and sort of a private eye who, you know, gets things done by beating people up and doing slightly illegal things. You know, that sort of gray border between, you know, law and chaos, I guess you could say. The story opens with you being called in to investigate sounds of a fight. And without giving away any spoilers, the fight is resolved, a little bit of time passes, and things change to become sort of this murder mystery. The game then follows sort of a very traditional old-school graphic adventure style, though I'm sure most people under 30 never played any of the originals. 
But it's good to see a return of that style being brought about by the popularity of the Walking Dead game, and seeing more games sort of follow that mold, I guess, as it were, of a new-school graphics adventure. Controls are almost identical to the Walking Dead game. If you played it, you'll certainly have no problem picking it up and playing The Wolf Among Us. Just keep your fingers ready on you know, the movement keys and the mouse, or you know, your gamepad if that's what you use, because things will kind of move along very quickly, and if you're not ready for them, you could miss something important. It has the same sort of voice dialogue options where four options will pop up and you have, you know, a few seconds to click them, which is kind of troubling because, you know, most people will only scan them very quickly and not really have enough time to actually, you know, get the full description and make a choice based on that. It does kind of make me upset. I don't get a little bit more time to actually read what the options are before I have to decide, but it's not so quick, I guess, to be completely frustrating. Much like The Walking Dead, there are ones that burn down timer faster or slower based on the situation, so do expect that as well. Combat, however, seems greatly improved. There's still the tap the mouse in a particular location to do X thing, or tap a key, but it's improved in that when you need to tap a key, it sort of gives you a little bit of time and sort of a, a swipe in a certain direction, which sort of helps you visually identify, you know, which key you are going for. I suppose in the gamepad it would just be, you know, one of the sticks. And in terms of mouse-targeted goals, it is a bit easier to see where the target is, but it seems a bit more challenging to actually get the mouse there. Sometimes things kind of fight against the mouse movement, and I think, too, your mouse pointer doesn't always start in the location you kind of expect it to, so I think that is... Sort of part of the fun as well is, where's my mouse pointer? I gotta get over there. Ah! The end result is that combat now has that sense of tension and urgency that kind of felt missing sometimes in The Walking Dead. A lot of times for me, the combat in Walking Dead felt more frustrating at times than, you know, fun and tense like it should be. They seem to have cleared that issue up. One bad thing to note is that the engine still seems to suffer from what I guess I could call weird walking angles. It's like if you want to go to basically, let's say, directly left on screen, maybe you push left to go that way. Maybe you need to push left and up to go that way. I don't know why, but it feels like sometimes when I'm telling my character to go a certain direction, he's not going the direction I expected him to go. So far, these are non-combat situations, you know, when you're just walking around exploring areas. So it's totally fine. It just seems a bit confusing to me. There's also the issue in a scene where it looks like there's maybe a path you could go around that corner, or there's, you know, a pile of boxes, but you get stopped, you know, several feet from wherever it is by an invisible border, and you're like, well, I guess I'm not supposed to go over that way. So scenery isn't quite as clear as it could be as to where you can or can't go. But again, that's a fairly minor gripe that is, you know, somewhat forgivable because they do have to Keep your characters within the boundaries of, you know, what the scene is. There seem to be a much higher number of things that the characters would remember that you do in terms of choices. And it felt like there was maybe a bit more weight to what would happen based on those decisions. Which was really kind of something I felt was lacking in The Walking Dead. It's like they hardly said that they would remember a certain thing and when there were choices... Unless it was a choice of so-and-so lives or dies, it really didn't feel like it was a huge 
difference in terms of, you know, I picked A over B. I did feel like the choices had a bit more weight, but only being chapter one, most of the things I think I put into people's memories didn't really have a chance to pan out in terms of what the option would be. I expect I'll see a lot of that to come up in future chapters. The first chapter took me almost exactly two hours. I do recall that The Walking Dead's first chapter also was a bit longer than the chapters following, so I do expect that to not be the case you know, in future chapters that you know they would also be shorter as well. But it certainly was a lot more than I was expecting to be there. If you are a fan of the graphic adventure style, which is granted just making a comeback, I would highly recommend the game. Though again, do note, it is 25 bucks right now, and that only gets you the first chapter because the other chapters are not out yet. So if you want to pay the money and get all the chapters at once, you might want to wait, you know, until whenever it is they're all out. Because right now you're basically paying 25 bucks for two hours of entertainment with the promise of, you know, four more chapters in the future at some unknown point. I don't think there's a release date for any of them. So could be short, could be long wait, don't know. Note that if you were hesitant to get or did not get The Walking Dead, either by my review of it or other reviews of it, because you thought, you know, it would be too emotional, I don't think that will be the case with The Wolf Among Us. I think because these are fairy tale characters we know, you know, in this very specific setting, and, you know, they're like made up people, even though, you know, they're flushed out people in this game. I don't think people will get quite as attached or emotionally invested in them as they did, you know, with The Walking Dead. So I think there should be no worry about this being quite the emotional roller coaster that The Walking Dead was. So I think you should have no problem with that. And hopefully, if you do pick it up, you'll enjoy the game. I got a lot of extra work shifts lately, which allowed me to greatly bump up the schedule for getting my new laptop to replace my old one because it was having those weird battery power issues. So I got the new Asus Republic of Gamers G750, which is about two and a half years after I got my first one, and it's about a generation and a half later in terms of technology and you know, what is in the system. Some of these notes for the system will be in comparison to my previous laptop, the G75. So hopefully they'll still make some sense and be, you know, a pretty good review. The corners and edges of the sort of stealth design that they are going for seem improved. There are some newer angles and some rounded areas that seem to make it work a little bit better in terms of you know, being a cool design and not being just there for looks, you know, it actually kind of has a purpose in terms of, you know, airflow and such. It is a great monitor. It seems like it's a little bit brighter in terms of colors. It's now on what seems to be a much better hinged design. 
It's not like the previous one seemed flimsy or anything, but this one seems like it has sort of a stronger hinge system. The keyboard seems awesome. There doesn't seem to be any flex, which can happen with some laptop keyboards. It looks like it's also the brand new mechanical keyboard design. So each keyboard has its own little, you know, button switch. And it is all very solid and resistant to being pressed. Which is taking a little bit getting used to. Because I was used to, you know, you type in a certain way and the keyboard would flex and your fingers would kind of compensate for that. So now I'm having to press actually a little bit harder on some keys. Because there isn't that flex. So they aren't, you know, in the position where I would expect them to be. The top where you rest your hands, you know, for using the keyboard is all now a brushed aluminum surface. Well, it feels kind of odd compared to the previous Gamer Plastic. It should be a great improvement in terms of helping the system stay cooled off. You know, the metal would, in theory, absorb some of the heat and then dissipate out, you know, much quicker than just blowing it all out regularly. I saw a review which said that the fans are independent of one another. One covers sort of the GPU and one covers the CPU. And they run at varying speeds. So sometimes the system is actually completely silent. Other times one fan might be going and the other one isn't. But it seems like a really great design. I haven't really noticed any fan noise. Of course, when I'm gaming and the fans would be, you know, at the loudest, I have my headphones on, so I don't really notice. It seems like it is running quite a bit cooler than the previous system. There are also many subtle improvements. Like the spacing on the USB and other ports have a little bit more space between each item. So like with my USB stick, it's got kind of this plastic housing around it and it's a little bit fat. And it used to kind of bump into my mouse on the previous system. But here, there's plenty of room. So if you have similar such ports, like I think my phone connector is a little bit bigger than normal. There is plenty of room for everyone, as it were, I guess. In comparison to the previous system, the power brick seems a little bit smaller and lighter, though I didn't actually put them next to each other to compare. Though for some odd reason, it doesn't have any kind of indicator light. Pretty much all plugs, when you plug them in, they have a little light on them. I guess they figured there's a light on the system, so you don't really need a light on the plug. But it was kind of a good way to tell, you know, if the plug was getting power or not, you know, before turning on your system... Or in the case of, you know, if you can turn on the system and you know the plug is working, if it's, you know, connected through that plug and there's no light, then, you know, in theory, the the plug would be broken and not, you know, your outlet or your system. So I don't know, that seems a little odd. I don't know how I'm going to troubleshoot that if it ever does go bad. The big major drawback to the system is that they seem to have changed sort of how the sound works. There's now some kind of amp built into it. So while quite a bit louder, it seems like there is a bit of white noise because of the power that's going through the amp. So when you do something like get a system alert message, you'll hear this right before and then for a second or so after. And of course, if it's a quiet enough noise, you'll hear it throughout the whole noise. It is also there during gaming. But during gaming or videos, it's much easier to ignore because, you know, you've got the constant sound and so your brain kind of turns off hearing it. Plus, it is fairly quiet, but there are a very large number of posts about it. So it's not just my super sensitive bunny ears hearing it. 
A lot of people have posted about it. And I've tried running my headphones through the USB connector. It does sound a little bit better there. But I guess this is probably something that's actually on a physical chip. Because if it was just a headphone port, you know, putting in a USB headphone would negate the problem. But it is still there. I I can still hear it. So my guess is it's something, you know, physically on the sound chip. And so before it goes anywhere after it's being processed, you know, it is getting that hiss added to it. I don't know if there's any way to disable that. I didn't see any kind of special device, you know, in the device manager that I could turn off for it. So unfortunately, I think that is sort of a huge downside to the laptop design. I don't know how that got through testing and how they didn't say, hey, this is a bad idea. Because the sound on the G75 that I had, you know, it was just fine. The headphone jack, you know, recording was a little bit bad. It it kind of digitized things. So that was kind of bad. But the sound jack, you know, the outgoing sound, sounded just fine. So I don't know why they felt the need to change that. I mean, yes, having it louder is awesome. But having it louder with this huge white noise behind it, you know, which increases the louder you turn it, you know, it's just a bad trade-off. Windows 8 is also sort of a negative to the system. I mean, in theory, you know, several years from now, Windows 7 will stop being supported and Windows 8 will, you know, still be supported. Probably be on Windows 10 or 11 by then, though. But uh, you have no choice with getting Windows 8 with the system because it ships, you know, with all the G750s. But it's actually not as terrible as people had mentioned. Maybe it's because it's actually Windows 8.1 now. Kind of lost track of when that was supposed to happen. But I've found my way to all the programs, you know, that I wanted to get to. The things that were changed, you know, I found ways around, you know, to sort of the back door to the old way. All of my, you know, stuff that I used to use for my web design or podcasting or, you know, whatever, all of that still works just fine. There's nothing that's not compatible anymore. And seeing it in action, it does seem to make a lot of sense in terms of a transition between PC and console and tablets and, I suppose, phones too. Because the UI, you know, that new start area is very console-ish in terms of design. The problem, though, is on a PC, without a touchscreen device or without a gamepad controller, that kind of design really doesn't make a lot of sense. Because it doesn't, you know, page over like you would on those devices. Kind of scroll slowly. So it doesn't quite work. It's a good first step, but it certainly needs a lot of streamlining to be sort of universal to all the devices. But I can see, you know, it's definitely a necessary step if they want to unify all those in terms of an operating system, user interface kind of thing. So overall, I would say the G750 is super awesome, except for that one issue with the sound. And if you're looking for a gaming laptop, I would highly recommend it. There are a few different forums. I think the cheapest is around 1400 I got one with a slightly better graphics chip and Blu-ray for 1500 I think it's supposed to normally be 16 but most people are selling it at 15 And then there is one which has a small solid-state drive with a regular, you know, regular old-school hard drive. That's like 1700 
then there's one that has, you know, a bigger solid state drive with a second solid state drive that's like 2200. So there's, you know, several different options to pick from. But if you're looking for a solid gaming laptop, this is pretty much solidly high end at basically 1500 bucks, which is pretty awesome considering, you know, just going back five years, it would have been easily double that cost for this kind of power level in terms of high end versus low end. And I guess that is it for my review of the Asus ROG G750. So in this week's news, Borderlands 2, TK Baja's Bloody Harvest is now out. I guess the information I previously saw was incorrect because it's showing a $3 price tag, not $10. So that's a pretty huge difference. I'm really tight on money right now. So <laughs> even 3 bucks is kind of risky right now. I'll probably pick it up in a few weeks and let people know if it's worth 3 bucks. I mean, it's 3 bucks, so it probably is. Batman Arkham Origins is now out. I have pre-ordered it because I had, you know, the extra money from the laptop being a little bit cheaper. So I will talk about that next week. I probably won't finish it, you know, during the week. But, you know, certainly have enough playtime to have a solid preview of it. The Ender's Game movie is due out on November 1st, which is next weekend. Almost Human, a TV show, will have its pilot episode on November 4th. So if you're like me and you're watching it online, put it in your subscription queue and it should show up pretty quick after that, hopefully. BlizzCon, if you happen to be going to that or want to watch it, you know, virtually get a virtual ticket, watch it online, is November 8th and 9th. Thor The Dark World Movie is due out on November 8th. And the XCOM Enemy Within downloadable content is due out on the 15th. And that's all the news for this time. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings podcast. No Pirate's Treasure. Hasn't been one in quite some time. Can't even remember when I got the last one. I think it was maybe around my birthday. Not sure. Hopefully everybody had an okay time this week. You know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Thought about talking about some Hearthstone stuff. Made a deck and I'm like, maybe I should talk about this. Then I'm like, no, it's kind of not fine-tuned enough yet, and there's a lot of common and rare cards, so it's kind of pricey, so not the best deck to talk about. Maybe I'll talk about some Hearthstone stuff next time. I've been kind of super sad lately, what with the news about my bad cholesterol, and I tried to do my next homework for my class, and it's like, I don't have any idea what 
I'm supposed to be doing with this. So that just made me more sad and depressed. And then when I tried to do it, you know, the program wouldn't compile on the system because it's saying it's missing something. So couldn't even try and work on it. So that has me super depressed because, you know, I feel lost and confused about it. And the professor isn't replying to email or forums because, I don't know, it's like nobody has permission to write on the forums. So I don't know that anybody has even tried. But, you know, I can't ask or discuss anything on the forums to get help from the students. So there's that. I don't know. I guess I'll just do the best I can. And maybe in the future, hopefully I will be in a less sad place and and maybe be motivated to do better and really bear down and get some focus and maybe figure some stuff out and do better. And then, you know, in theory, you know, as I do better, I would feel better about doing it. I don't know, hopefully it will turn out okay, because it would be pretty terrible if not. I just noticed Halloween is actually earlier than I thought, so maybe I'll make a special Halloween episode all its own and release it just before Halloween, so you guys don't miss any Halloween fun with that. But if you do not get it before you do Halloween stuff, or if for some reason I can't come up with enough stuff to release before then, hopefully everybody will have a happy Halloween time. Don't eat too much candy and get sick feeling. That would be bad. Hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. We're not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. Why, we'll wake up any minute to Carver and have a laugh about all this. Which would be short for Big Bad Wolf, which would imp- you know gets things done by beating people up and doing slightly illegal th- and doing slightly illegal eh, and doing slightly illegal things. And of course, if it's a, a quiet enough noise, you'll hear it. You know, throughout the throughout the. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.